0: Traveling from place to place, talking all about God's grace. The Messengers.
1: Hey Marcus, do you want an apple? An apple? Yeah, we are talking about the fruits, right?
0: Well, an apple can only feed you once, but the fruits of the Spirit can fill you all the time.
1: Oh, I like to be full. Let's go learn more about how we can be full of God's fruit. That sounds like
0: a great idea. Well, hello everyone. This is Marcus and Trisha. And we are the messengers. Yay! Yay! I wish I had a ton of fake. Yay! <laughs> the clapping and everything. So we hope you guys are out there clapping for us. Yay! <laughs> so, we're going through our series on the fruit of the spirit, and we see the fruits are in Galatians 5:22 to 23. It says this. But the fruits of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law.
1: Amen. All right, well, if you've missed any of our other episodes, please visit our website at any time at themessengersradio.com. We're studying the fruits in the order they were given because that is how we feel they are to be used. For example, love comes first, then joy, etc., if you don't have love, you won't have joy. And the list goes on from there. So today we're looking at gentleness. We only see the word in a few scriptures. I love how Paul advises the Colossians and Timothy to have gentleness along with the other fruits of the Spirit.
0: Yeah, so let's look at Colossians 3.12 first. It says this, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience.
1: Yeah, those are three fruits of the Spirit. That's right. (laughs) And if you look
0: over at 1 Timothy 6.11, it says this, But you, Timothy, are a man of God, so run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know, Paul have may, may have been speaking to these people specifically, but since we get our instruction from the Bible, they are just as true for us today as they were for those early believers.
0: Right, and the dictionary defines gentleness as kindly, amiable, not severe, rough, or violent, mild. And like I say, I like my hot sauce mild. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, Jesus was definitely kind and gentle to the people who needed him. But did you realize he was also severe, rough, and sometimes violent, especially with the Pharisees?
0: Right. So we see over in John 2.15, So he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins from the money changers. And overturned their tables.
1: Ooh, he was not happy. He was definitely not mild in that moment. Right. (laughs) You know, gentleness does not mean letting people walk all over you. There's a time for righteous indignation. Jesus was what he needed to be in the right situations.
0: And we as believers need to know when when to be gentle and when to stand up for our beliefs. Mm For so long, the Christian faith has centered on being so loving and accepting of everyone that we seem to have foregone some of our rights. We're not saying that we shouldn't love everyone because that's what God asks of us. That's right. We are to be lovers of men, but also, and more importantly, lovers of God.
1: Amen. You know, we find ourselves in an era of public sins, such as homosexuality being accepted by many we as Christians on a whole have not in past years taken our stand and declared with righteous authority that this is a sin. And I want to say that not all churches have done this. It's not, you know, one church's fault. It's, it's just some churches and, and all of us have been caught up in this. We have let others run over us by, try- by trying to live in peace with everyone as the Bible says not knowing the full meaning behind this charge.
0: And it says over in Hebrews that we are to live in peace with everyone. Hebrews twelve fourteen, and this is a warning and encouragement. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord.
1: So that is a little confusing with what we're talking about, but our charge is to live in peace not pieces, choosing when to turn a blind eye. When we see others sinning, we are not to try to shame them, but to gently let them know they are sinning.
0: Right, and we find this uh, in the Word also, Galatians 6.1. It says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin, you who believe by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves or you also may be tempted
1: this is a very tricky area and we want to point out that not all believers are the same like i said earlier we're all different some of us are more outspoken about our values while others can be just as effective by gently speaking the word there is no right or wrong way to reveal our beliefs when god is speaking through us gentleness and peace have their place. Unfortunately, many churches in the past few decades have let the world slowly take over by thinking that love is only passive. Love is aggressive, too. We have to love our brother, but we don't want to see him go to hell just because we're afraid to hurt his feelings by telling him the truth.
0: And we've strayed somewhat from gentleness today, But we need to be reminded that gentleness is not only one-sided. We can love others and show them our representation of Jesus by our love and gentleness, but that doesn't mean we let the world walk over us as we stand by and do nothing. If we truly love our neighbor as we are taught, we will stand up for our rights in Jesus and show them our love, not only by our gentleness, but also by taking our stand against the devil and his schemes.
1: Yeah. And in 2 Timothy 2, 24-26, the NIV says it this way, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, and not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil, Who has taken them captive to do his will. You know, there is a time for righteous indignation. When Jesus comes back, he's not coming for just a reunion with us, he's coming for a war. We're in this war and we need to be battle ready. Right. So, gentleness is how God works with us on many levels to show the Jesus in us. But we don't want to be so gentle that the enemy comes in and catches us unaware. We need to speak the word gently, but know that we have all the authority of Christ behind us.
0: And here are some ways uh, you can use your authority gently. Mm -hmm. You know, the first way is to vote. Our forefathers set up this country so that we could have religious freedoms. And men and women are fighting for this right every day.
1: That's right. We need to be thankful for that. Another way is to speak gently but pointedly in public settings when the occasion arises. For example, if someone tries to engage in conversation to find out what your true beliefs are.
0: Gently tell others who flaunt their sin that you love them as a human, but you cannot condone their behavior. An example of this would be like somebody uh, asked you to accept them as a homosexual.
1: That's right. You can love them, but you don't condone their sin. Right and don't get into shouting matches with sinners but gently tell them the gospel when able don't cause friction but don't let them harass you and a good example of this is when someone is very confrontational and expects you to argue with them but they're not going to listen to anything you say right we know some people like that. oh
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> the last example we have is to pray you can be gentle by expressing your concerns to god an example was Paul says in one of our favorite verses is first Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen. I love it. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus.
1: So the point is to gently love your neighbor, but don't let their sin entangle you. The enemy uses unbelievers to bait you and cause you to get upset. That's when you can either Gently correct them in love, or simply pray that God will send someone that they will listen to. This all sounds kind of easy, but the truth is we live in a fallen and sinful world. The enemy tries hard to distract us from our faith because he knows how strong we really are as Christians. He knows the power we have over him. So gently love one another, but don't get caught up in an argument you can't win. This may not have been an easy message. I know sometimes when you think of gentleness, you think of just passive and, you know, calm and little bitty. But this is a big message that needs to get out. We love you guys and we only want the best for you. We would love your feedback on this and any other episode that we have done. You can reach us on our website, like I said earlier, at TheMessengersRadio.com. We look forward to our next episode, which is our last fruit of the Spirit, self-control.
0: Yeah, and this last fruit, you know, now we're going to be done with this whole series. And I I hope I don't get too hungry because that fruit this whole time has been really good.
1: Beating you up,
0: huh? This would not be an episode of The Messengers unless we gave a, a chance for people that are out there that have never before received Jesus as their Lord and Savior to do this. Mm-hmm. Now, as we've been talking through this episode or through some of the other episodes, and, and you may have been listening to this one and, and some other ones, but you may have felt a tug and you don't know what it means. You may have felt like something is missing and you don't know what it is. And you may be like I was when I was younger and I tried to fill that missing part of me with all sorts of stuff of this world. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing that is going to fill it like Jesus will. It's
1: a God-shaped hole.
0: Absolutely. I I want everybody right now to understand that choosing to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior is the most important decision anyone will ever make. That's right. And this is what God's Word promises in Romans 10, verses 9 through 10, that if you will confess with your mouth Jesus as your Lord and will believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And if we skip a little bit further down to Romans 10:13, it says, For whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved.
1: Amen. That's a great promise. That's
0: right. And by His grace, God has already done everything to provide salvation. You just have two things you have to do. You just need to believe and receive. That's right. So if you're out there and you're ready to believe and receive, and you've been listening to this, and you know something's, something's got to change in your life, there's got to be a heart change. Mm-hmm. It's got to be something that you want to do. It's got to be something that you want to change. And if you're ready to make that change, I want you to pray this prayer out loud with me. You don't have to scream it, but pray this prayer out loud with me and mean it from your heart. So pray this. Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. And the very moment that you commit your life to Jesus Christ, the truth of his word will instantly come to pass in your spirit and now that you become a born-again believer that means you're changed you're different amen absolutely and if you have just prayed that prayer we want to help you in any way that we can yeah you know if you don't have a bible we'll get a bible sent to you we'll send one to you if you need resources to continue to learn because just making this decision is not going to be enough because the devil will come and he will try to make you think that you did not receive this. He will make you think that this, does not, this is not real.
1: He will try and steal that right from under your feet.
0: And the only way to get those thoughts out of your head is through the Word. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a Bible... There's no way you can read that, but you can get the Bible for free on your phone. You can go to BibleGateway.com and read it there if that's that, that's what you need. Mm-hmm. But we'll get you other materials as well. We think it's important that you not only make this decision, but you continue to grow because that's what being being a disciple means. We want to help disciple you so that you can go out and disciple someone else. And that's that's the motto that that we have for the messengers is teaching others to teach others. So we thank you guys so much for listening. We look forward to the last and the fruit of the Spirit, but definitely not the last of the Messengers. No.
1: <laughs> we love you guys.
0: Have a great day. Bye. Or night, whatever it is. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Messengers. We pray that you've been blessed by the Word of God and that you continue to grow. We would love to hear from you. Contact us at www dot the